Welcome to the Holy Authentic Life Podcast. My name is Bruce. And I'm Tammy. And we're so glad to get to hang out with you today. Yes, we are. We are super excited because we are here to share with you about the hope we have for a vibrant and sustainable life in Christ. Man, this is going to be good. Let's do this thing. Epic. Oh, wow. (laughs) What does that word do for you? Oh my gosh, I have pictures of Lord of the Rings, uh, battles, some type of fighting, usually risk, and beautiful story. Good. Well, so that's the word I thought of, like, how do you start a podcast? (laughs) When you first get going, what do you want it to be? And I'm thinking, I want this to be epic. Wow. You know what I mean? I mean, here we are. How do you start a podcast? I guess you'd say who we are and what this is about, and hopefully it's going to resonate with the people listening. Sure. I'm I'm Bruce. (laughs) I'm Tammy. And uh, we've been married for 25 years. Gosh, 25 years. We've been doing our best to pursue God and all that He has for our lives, and it's somewhere in this process that we decided that this is who we wanted to be. This is part of what we wanted to do. And we have had so many incredible conversations sitting (laughs) on the front porch. Yeah, we have. I know this summer was so good because we would walk. And then after our walk, we would sit in our lawn chairs like that are falling apart on the front porch and just have these conversations. Yeah. And every time at the end of a conversation, we like, why didn't we record that? <laughs> it's like, um, well, no, we didn't, did we? That would have been really good. I wish we could have shared that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and it's not that we feel like we have all the answers or anything like that. It's just sometimes I think I wanted to have the the conversation recorded so I would remember <laughs> yep. the things that God revealed to us in that moment. Yeah. And um and so this is where this started. This is where this idea came from. Yeah. And so we have this thing. Yeah. And that we feel like God is calling us to live uh, a holy, authentic life. Yeah. And the first thing that dawned on me this morning as I was thinking about this, as we were going to talk, is maybe, just maybe, I'm screwed up enough to talk about this. (laughs) You know, to know (laughs) that life is more. Mm. And that he, God's not always looking for just the perfect, but He's looking for us to be open and honest. So, what is holy, authentic life? Why, why that name? Well, it's funny because we had looked at different, you know, names and different things, and we were talking about this idea of holy and maybe spelling it. It's it's not H O L Y. No way. Okay, I wouldn't even like attempt that. Right. It's it's more like whole W H O L L Y, like holy. So. Um, We've had lots of conversations over the years about feeling like we were living these compartmentalized lives. Like, I'm one person when I'm at work. I'm another person when I'm at church. I'm another person around certain friendships. And almost this chameleon feeling, like I'm changing based on who who I'm around. And that just was driving me crazy. I did not like that version of myself. Right. Well, and to that end... It, it it feels like that's what we're supposed to do. Mm. Not just that it's my own 
insecurities necessarily just promoting this. That's certainly a part of it, that I am trying to be one person at one time and another person another time based on the atmosphere of the environment. But don't you feel like the whole world is wired to just work this way? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're based in a performance culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how well we perform, you know, is basically we look and get our self-worth, our identity, our value. Um, if we're doing well, you know, we look at others, we compare, you know, there's just this whole culture of this performance, like I've got to do certain things in order to be. And so as we were talking about this name, it was like, gosh, I, I'm tired of this compartmentalized thing. I, I want to be myself no matter who I'm around or where I am, that whenever you talk with me, I'm that same person. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, and and for me, it's it's always the phrase "what if," because I look at how I'm living. I look at the basically the world around me, and and most people I know. There's this desire to pursue God with all our heart. There's this desire to to live a whole life, a com- a life that is just full and 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 not disconnected and compartmentalized. And so the, the, the phrase, what if, becomes super important to me because it just is a hopeful phrase. It's like, I haven't lived this way before. Mm. I have really struggled with trying to impress or trying to be something that I'm not at times. Mm, yeah. and, and what if says, what would my life look like? What would a holy, authentic life look like. And authentic is an important word, too. Mm-hmm. Not only is it one whole life, yeah. I, I'm not the stress of trying to live so many different faces in so many different places is tough, right? I mean, it's exhausting to <laughs> yeah, live that way. For sure. And so we want to live one life, mm. one whole life where everything is integrated. Everything is a part of the same thing, but also authentic. Right. No fake. <laughs> no fake. And so what what does an authentic life look like? Man, for me, what authentic is, is being real, no matter what that looks like. Sometimes that might be, I don't know, feeling my feelings, um, acknowledging the, the mess, you know, that I don't have it all together, being vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, even when that might be a little scary or risky. But then, you know, being open to, to share that with someone else where I, I take off the mask, in other words, yeah. and, and I am just being me. And um, So I, why, yeah. why is that so hard? Why, seriously, why is it so hard for us to live an authentic life? Man, and I, like I said, a lot of this I have to speak from my own experience because it's, you know, what I've known and that sort of thing. But, you know, we all grew up as kids and... Uh, you maybe you were yourself and you got made fun of mm. you got um i don't know told that that wasn't good enough you you know you get these messages as kids from all different places whether it's your your family of origin your you know your teachers your coaches you know your the people yeah. you look up to and you're wanting their approval and sometimes you you know you do and then you're getting these messages that that's not good enough Right, right. Well, and I remember times of of going through something like that. And and then also 
for me, I, I, I go to humor because it's <laughs> always, <laughs> always. <laughs> why not? Because I mean, I mean, because if I can, if I can make people laugh, it takes the, first of all, it takes the focus off of me <laughs> and puts it on something else. Yeah. But I think that's the way I learned how to deal with someone um, because I, I never wanted to be accused of not having a sense of humor, that someone could not make fun of me and I just take it lightly. And there's a point to which, yep, that's absolutely true. There's a We have to be confident in who we are and, and all that kind of stuff. But it still goes deeper sometimes. Those digs go a little bit deeper, and, and they begin to shape our lives in ways that we don't even realize happening until it's already done. And you're years down the road, and you're realizing, why do I think this way? Why am I acting this way? And it's because of uh, something that got stuck. And I'm I'm... I am not um, a victim mentality kind of guy, no. so I'm not going to sit here and blame all of the people in my life for making me who I am today and why I'm so screwed up. No, I <laughs> figure I probably did a lot of that on my own, yeah. and I owned things that I shouldn't have owned and, and, and became things that I shouldn't have become, and, and, and yet here I am later in life, and I'm, I'm, I'm able to look back and say, you know, I, I'm not going to blame anything or anyone. But what I am going to do is say, this is who I want to be moving forward. Right. Yeah. I want to recognize what's happened and I want to go somewhere with my life. You were talking about how we have to pull from our own personal life yeah. to really kind of talk and have this conversation. So what, what were you meaning with that? So I guess um, I look back over my choices and, and my personality development, different things, and I can see so much of this comparison thing where I would almost set up somebody in my life that I knew and I would look at them and go, man, if I was more like that person, then I would really, you know, have made it. I will arrive, you know, right. have arrived. And I would almost like compare myself to try to be and fit who that person is instead of living who God made me to be. Mm. And I know we had stories in our early marriage where there was a coworker of mine that I really looked up to. She was the boss's daughter, and she very well put together, you know, always had a beautiful outfit on, very confident, comfortable in who she was. And I loved working with her. And I remember just constantly coming home, oh, you know, this person is amazing and all of these things. And almost like wishing I were her rather than just embracing who God made me to be. Right. And I remember <laughs> saying, okay, I know. Um, we can't use this name no. in our house anymore because <laughs> I know. it's this person does this, this person does that. And uh, I don't know why we're trying to avoid the name Bonnie, because that's <laughs> that's the name. It was true yeah. that there was so much seemingly oh, yeah. being determined by, am I living up to the standard right, sure. of someone else? Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Why is that there? Why are we mm. trying to live up to some standard of, of another human being? That doesn't feel right. No. Where did that come from? And. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that it came from 
just seeing other people be successful and going, well, if I do these things, it's almost like this formula that, that I feel like if I do A plus B, then the outcome C is going to be the thing. And so it feels less risky for mm. me. If I see things that are working for someone else, then trying to fit myself to be like that, that might mean that I'll be successful too. So I think there was this element of risk that I felt like it lessened if mm. I could just be like so-and-so, you know? And and I feel like in our culture today, it's, it's just magnified with YouTube influencers, social media. It's just even more so, it's always in our face, like this person, that, this thing, do this, and then you're gonna be successful too. Right, and, and you keep using the word risk, and I, so I figure we should probably talk about that because yeah. when you're trying to be whole mm. and authentic, yeah. there's no such thing as a world without an audience. And so there is risk in whatever we choose to do. There is risk. There's risk that people aren't going to like who we are. In order to be able to accept risk, mm -hmm. then we have to be okay with the fact that we may be on a different track than some people are, and yet we're trying to help people yeah. see where they fit in God's kingdom, where who we are in Christ, so that we can live mm -hmm. and not let fear and those kinds of things derail us and get us off of the life that God has for us. I mean, what verse of scripture was quoted to us that God came to give us abundant life, that right. that's what Jesus did. He yeah. He paid the price. He loved us so much. Our enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus wants to give us abundant life. And then we go through the next 20 years trying to figure out what is abundant life? What is it real? Like? Yeah. Is it even, even a thing? Who's even doing that? <laughs> right. You know, and, and because you look at it and you honestly see the outside of a person. Right. And sometimes it looks abundant. And then you get to know more and then it doesn't look so abundant. And so what does abundant life look like in what we're talking about? Yeah, I think... Um, for me, you know, we've talked a lot of times about where where's truth? You know, what is the standard? Because if mm. we're looking in the wrong place for that, we're never going to find, you know, mm -hmm. truth. And that's why we have to look to God's Word. And um, I, I, I guess I, I want to come back to a verse that has really been formative for me um, recently and my whole life, but especially um, lately, and that's in the Psalms, um, Psalm 139, and David wrote this. And I just love David's heart that no matter what he's feeling, that he brings that to God and he is pouring out, you know, out of a out of whatever circumstances, you know, when things are bad, he's like, God, please kill these people. They're driving me crazy. You know, right. he's angry, you know, or yeah. if he's sad or if he's rejoicing, like he seems to always bring that part of his life, his mm. heart, his whole heart to God. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really good place for us to start. And it may look a thousand different ways, but, but starting with where's truth and then are you willing to pour out your heart to God, you know, in that moment with those emotions, you know, yeah. and not hide those before the Lord? Absolutely. Yeah. So part of yeah. abundant life right. is is being whole, mm. it's being authentic, mm -hmm. and it's, it's being who God created us to be. Right. That we're never going to get to abundance as long as it's an act. Right. Oh, never. 
Never. Mm-mm. So Psalm 139. Yeah. So um, David writes, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say, even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. And then he just goes on to say, if I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Wow. Mm. Why has that been such an important passage of Scripture for you? He talks about how He made us and that He knit us together, all the delicate parts. And then David's like, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. And I just love that David is acknowledging that he can never get away from God. God is always there. And that he made him the way he did. That David isn't saying, I don't, I reject who you made God. You know, I don't, I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, he is glorifying God for how he was made and he's pouring out his heart. And mm. I, I don't know, I, I guess I love the faithfulness of God in this passage and that we're all God's workmanship and giving Him the glory for how we are made. Mm-hmm. That we don't have to be somebody we're not, but that He made us all unique and we need to live out of that type of design. Yeah, yeah. And I like one of the things that just stood out to me as you're saying that is David wasn't saying, God, look how awesome I am. <laughs> You did right. good. You've done good, God. <laughs> it's not all prideful. It's not and... this prideful thing. No, not at all. It is graciously accepting mm. who God made him to be. Wow. And believing that that God has a purpose that's bigger than sometimes we understand. That David wasn't the firstborn. David wasn't the mm-hmm. biggest of his brothers. David, you know, didn't have all of these amazing features that maybe some of his older siblings had or other people had. You know, compare him to King Saul. David was not a tall man mm-hmm. that stood above and beyond everybody else like Saul did. Right. But here's David who is looking to God and saying, thank you yeah. for the life I have. Yes. And not constantly wishing for something different. And quite frankly, let's be honest, David could have very easily (laughs) wished for a different life. You see in this scripture, there's contentment Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. But there's also this praise from that contentment. It's a joy from that contentment that is a beautiful thing to see, which is why we're here talking about this today. Absolutely. Which is why we would choose the name Holy authentic life for this podcast, for our ministry, for everything that God would have us do for the life we want to live because there is joy and there is beauty in this contentment in knowing that God, God didn't mess up when he made me. Mm. I have made plenty of mistakes (laughs) and I speak from a heart that has been wounded. 
I speak from a heart that has been arrogant. I speak from a heart that has uh, failed uh, in many ways and from a heart that still struggles every day to know where my place is and what I do. And yet I can be content. I can find joy. I can find peace in knowing that God had intention and that there's nothing that I've walked through. While he might have not have chosen every single path because some of the paths I stepped down and walked down on my own and I walked away from where he would have had me go. He transforms. He redeems. He gives life where I walked away from it. And so there's nothing about how he made me that's wrong. Mm -mm. What he did, he did with intention. What he did is perfect and right. And so that's an amazing place to live from. Mm -hmm. And no, I'm not there every day. (laughs) You know? Right. But we own it. We own it. And and we're, we're... able to say, yeah, this is to feel my feelings. Like this is what I'm struggling with, God. And bearing that, you know, bringing that to him and saying, Lord, you know, I pour this out. And and I think David is just a really good um, example of Mm -hmm. how we maybe can model some of our prayer life, some of this place, some of our struggles, our, our emotional, you know, part of who we are. Um, I, I just love the way he does that in the Psalms. Yeah. Well, you know what? I love actually hearing your heart, Aww, too. thanks. Because <laughs> that's where all of this begins to make even more sense and go, why are we doing this? Where, right. where are we headed yeah. with these conversations? Because we can read Scripture, and we have this tendency to take the people in Scripture like David and say, yeah, but that was David. <laughs> of course he's got it all together. Of course he's got it all figured out. Of course he can be content in who God has made him because he was this amazing person, you know? And sometimes, I mean, I, no disrespect to David at all. I mean, he, he was amazing. And, I mean, anybody who can be called a man after God's own heart, okay, that's a goal yeah, right there. Go. You know, want to want to go that direction. And at the same time, we don't need to make David into a lesser form of God. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he was just a guy <laughs> like you and me. And I think we have to see that. Mm, That's helpful. And that's why I say listening to your heart is a beautiful thing, to hear your story about what God is doing. And isn't that so true for all of us, that life isn't this constant, you know, improvement from one thing to another. Mm -hmm. It's a story. Mm -hmm. Stories have ups and, and downs and 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 different twists and turns that are all a part of them. And those are our favorite stories. When we get to the end, it's the payoff is 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 that, those twists and turns. And that's life too. Yeah. That that we're growing in Christ, knowing who we are, all of that is a is 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 a story mm. that we're living out. And so where are we headed with these conversations in the days to come? Yeah. So my hope, my prayer, is that as we are walking through things, that um, other people can join us and mm. that we can form this community 
of other believers to, uh, like you said recently about iron sharpening iron, that we can do that for one another, that we can encourage, that we can share, you know, our testimony, how God is working, and that that would encourage others. And then we would hear back, maybe have other guests on that can share their stories and right. just form this um, this community of, of other believers, like I said, to walk through this this life together. Because what is it I love about Lord of the Rings? Well, it's that that fellowship, the mm-hmm. way, you know, Frodo could have never made it without Sam. Yeah. And and so I feel like there's a lot of times that that we try to still make thing make it on our own without having the support, without having the community of other believers, and and we need that desperately. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things you're, you're saying there and, and that I, I think is worth speaking to for just a moment to say, we're t- you're talking about a community of believers. Mm-hmm. And um, that is certainly who is going to connect most with what we're talking about, because we are nothing without our relationship with God. Right. We see that in our hearts and lives. And and we can't pretend that that's not the driving force behind all of this, that it's it's our walk with God. It's our desire to grow closer to Him. At the same time, the things we're talking about today and in the days to come, these are things that apply across the board to everybody. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if you're out there listening and you're not a believer, we invite you into this. Absolutely. We want you to know we're not... We're not saying, hey, this is an exclusive club you can't be a part of. This is no way. This is where we have felt God leading us. And that connection to God is super important. And we believe it's important for your life, too. Mm. At the same time, I believe in a God who meets you right where you are. Yes. And invites you along the path at your pace in His timing. All of those kinds of things. And so don't be afraid of our faith. Uh, because not. we hope that um, that whatever we have to share will speak to hearts everywhere. And that's honestly, that's who we are. Absolutely. That's the way we love this world that God put us in um, because we're here for a purpose and we're here and our, our life takes on more purpose and more meaning as we've connected with Him. And so as we have this fellowship, this group of people going forward in life together, uh, we believe for great things, that good things are ahead, that God wants our lives to be transformed, to be moving forward. He wants us to get it and have aha moments along the way. Sounds great. I'm excited. If you're listening and I don't know, <laughs> I'm going to cry. Not Try not to cry today. <laughs> but if you feel like somebody else you know, has it together and, and you're failing or you're not good enough or... You just can't ever, I don't know, like reach that standard you've set for yourself. I just want to tell you that's a lie and you don't need to listen to that anymore because God made you perfectly who you are. And I just, I get choked up because I lived under that for so many years and it was, it was destroying me. And I guess I just want you to be freed from that at a younger age than I was. <laughs> and I and I get emotional because um, I just feel like for so long, I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. And I was trying to be like, like Bonnie or like whomever, fill in the gap of the name. And I, I guess I just want for you listening, for you to renounce that lie and to read Psalm 139 and let it speak to you and Mm. let God just, 
um, fill your heart with peace about how he made you and that you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your heart, you're not only are you seeing that you have this story that you're living from, but you also know that the stories that people are living in and some of your emotion isn't just about what God's brought you through, but for what you know is sitting in front of someone today and the hope that you have and and honestly the tears that you're shedding right <laughs> Man, now as I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm looking across the table <laughs> and I'm watching these tears just flow from your eyes. Bad, and, and, Bad tears. No, they're good tears. They're good tears. They're actually <laughs> tears of joy. They really are actually. Because you know the hope yes. and the life yes. that God has for every single person. That's right. He has this love and this hope and this joy for everyone. And that's where those tears come from because you already see yeah, for sure. changed lives. Oh my goodness. And just knowing that, you know, it can all be different. It, it can be different today. You know, you just have to renounce the lies and listen to the truth of what God says about you and yeah. that, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we'll talk a lot about uh, the things we listen to, uh, the voices that we hear. And I'm not talking about necessarily voice voices, <laughs> maybe those two. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but but really yeah. all of wherever those words come from. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about those in, in, in the weeks and days to come. But mm-hmm. uh, today... We just want to say we love you. Absolutely. And we care and we believe in the life God has for you, that it is a holy, authentic life. 